0: Testing, testing, call Heather Knight. Calling Heather Knight. Home. Hello? Hello, Heather Knight, and welcome to our first emergency podcast. I kind of ambushed you there. (laughs) You did. I feel like we need a siren or at least a more aggressive sounding cable car bell to signify this is indeed an emergency podcast.
1: Maybe we need a fire engine sound.
0: Fire engine sound. I will work on that. Well, I know you just recorded for fifth in mission with transportation reporter Ricardo Cano. That'll be out Tuesday morning for our listeners who want to listen to that. But let's get to the new business here. In the space of about half an hour, the Department of Rec and Parks released a report advising that John F. Kennedy Drive in Golden Gate Park should remain closed permanently. And Mayor London Breed, I think this was an even bigger surprise, backed it. What is your level of surprise?
1: I am pleasantly surprised. Um, I'd been awaiting that um, move from the Recreation and Parks Department for several months. They kept saying, next week, next week. I think we'll have it next week. Well, we finally have it. Um, And they are recommending that the Board of Supervisors vote to make JFK Drive car-free forever, And um, obviously Park and Rec um, reports to the mayor, so it's no surprise they wouldn't have done that without her support. She did tweet today that she supports making JFK drive car-free permanently as well.
0: You know, we should put our biases on the table. Um, Anybody who listens to this podcast regularly knows that like every third podcast is about (laughs) car-free JFK, and we're very much in favor of it. Um, We spoke to London Breed almost a year ago and asked her directly about car-free JFK. She sounded like she was on the fence, maybe leaning toward bringing cars back. Um, I remember walking away from that feeling a little bit more pessimistic than when I walked in. What do you do? You think something changed? What, what do you think happened in that year since?
1: I think the um, JFK drive has just gotten more and more popular. Um, people are using it every day. Every time I go there, I just see it filled with roller skaters and bicyclists, the occasional unicyclists, lots of joggers. You know, I do not like jogging, but I'm appreciating that they're there. Um, Walkers, um, just all sorts of people are out there every day, all ages, Um, all backgrounds. It's not true that it's exclusive and only available for young 35-year-old men in spandex on their fancy bikes. I see all sorts of people there all the time, and so I think she just couldn't ignore that anymore. Plus, the Recreation and Parks Department did a survey and found that 70 percent of respondents wanted it to stay the way it is. They've also done a lot of good work to make it more accessible for disabled people and seniors. There are actually more disabled parking spaces now than there were before Um, there's a new Golden Gate Park shuttle um, route that's longer than it used to be and it comes a lot more frequently and it stops a lot more along JFK Drive. So there are some really good things that have happened that make the park better for everybody.
0: I want to believe that the unicycle lobby is what put it over the edge. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've seen unicyclists there too.
1: It was them or the jugglers. It was them
0: or the jugglers putting it over the edge. Um, Three supervisors have come out in favor of car JFK, I think two are opposed. You can tell me if that's wrong. A lot of supervisors don't seem to like London Breed. Is there a chance her support hurts the cause?
1: Um, that's a good question. I hadn't thought about that. Um, it just seems like a lot of people are, are not taking a stand because... That would mean angering some constituents over others. So they're trying to drag this out as long as possible. Um, But we'll see. I'm optimistic that as, you know, one or two more come on board that we'll get um, the full six that we need. But TBD.
0: So I'm stunned by the enormity of this decision. I mean, we've been talking about it on this podcast for almost two years, but it's been making chronicle headlines for more than 40 years. I wrote about um, David Miles Jr. who's still out there and how the Skate Patrol kind of were part of the group that started this fight in 1979. At the time, it was a very diverse group. A lot of people in the lower incomes were fighting for car-free JFK. It feels like the arguments on both sides since then, especially in the last year, year and a half, have really gone off the rails.
1: Yeah, I think we were both surprised when um, Supervisor Shimon Walton called this recreational redlining and called it elitist and segregationist. Um, some data from the city showed that people from all neighborhoods are coming to the park in the same proportion that they always did. So. A lot of this seems to be based on perception and feeling and and not data and reality. Um, same goes for the DeYoung Museum's claims that it's now impossible for all sorts of people, including families with young children to reach Golden Gate Park, which I am living proof that is not the case. I've been there more than ever. Probably all the visits before the pandemic don't total the number of visits during the pandemic by me and my kids. So some of the things you hear just are not true. Remember that there are 6,000 other parking spaces in the park and alongside it for people to get there in their cars. Um, There's more disabled parking. There's the shuttle. There's the garage. There's just lots of ways to get there. Muni, of course, we're both fans. So it's just not true that people can't get there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I made this point over and over on this podcast. I, I used my dad as a political tool. He's uh, 87 year old years old now, and rode. We rode our bikes from the Ferry Building to Golden Gate Park just to point out the fact that, like, with safe bike infrastructure, I'm comfortable taking my 87 year old dad to car free JFK. And my my point was that you know you can have my parking spot. Um, people, I'm not against drivers. I think drivers should be able to get to the museums and the park. They can, there's still plenty of spots. There's a huge Mm -hmm. underused garage there. You mentioned though, the recreational redlining, the, the arguments that became about, um, areas of the city that allegedly couldn't make it to the park. I, I don't, I don't know if that helped them or hurt them, but it felt to me like a Hail Mary because that seemed like the opposite of the argument For the 40 years before it, it had always been about disability and access and and access for the elderly. And I almost feel like when these other arguments came in, it sidetracked what we should have been discussing, which is, okay, if we keep this open to walkers and bikers, how do we get the people who can't walk and bike to the park? And I just feel like everything went sideways through all this.
1: Yeah, I think that was true for a while. And then the um, Rec and Park department really focused on solving the problems that needed to be solved with the shuttle and the new parking lot behind the band shelf with a lot more ADA parking spaces, new curb cuts, better signage, um, new paths to the Japanese tea garden that are accessible. They really worked hard to make, um, this park work for everybody and kind of got this discussion back on track.
0: Yeah. And back on track is the important part. I mean, I feel like wherever this is going, the board of supervisors still has to vote that, um, we can discuss the things that need to be discussed instead of these you know strange, I think, tangents that seem to be coming from the groups that were lobbying for the museums. so we're close to a resolution. I know which way I want it to go. I know which way you want it to go. <laughs> um, if JFK is deemed car free for eternity, when is that going to happen number one, and number two, what else are we going to talk about on this podcast? <laughs>
1: It could happen sometime in April, but you know city government and the pace it moves. Don't put it in calendar in your pen. I I would be waiting patiently. Um, As for what else we're going to talk about, maybe we have to move on to the Great Highway. That's not resolved yet. And I have a third question, which is how are we going to celebrate? I think we need to have a party on Car Free JFK. We need to invite David Miles Jr., your dad, (laughs) Um,
0: my political, political tool of a father, (laughs) He didn't even know it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My sons, our favorite unicyclists, um, we'll round this out. It'll be a really good party.
0: Okay. I think we actually promised a party. I think on the podcast, we said that if, JFK Drive goes car free. We will nearly immediately have some kind of total SF. Let's call it a meetup because I feel like party involves budget and planning <laughs> and expenses. And I know the Chronicle's not going to reimburse us for anything. So let's call it a meetup.
1: Do you think our bagpiper friend will come?
0: I think our bagpiper friend has to come. We we gotta okay. find a way.
1: And Norton the it. This is going to be the best meetup ever.
0: <laughs> Norton the Itzit. I will uh, I will personally pay my older son to wear the Norton the Itzit costume unless our friend Eric Kingsbury wants to wear it. But uh, Norton the Itzit will be there. Uh, any other new business? Anything else you wanted to talk about about this? Any other reactions?
1: Well, I'm guessing that Quentin Kopp is writing me a letter right now <laughs> and that it's not going to be a very happy one.
0: It's not her fault, Quentin. <laughs> she wrote a few <laughs> columns. The Wreck and Parks Department has supported this. I hope he writes the Department of Wreck and Parks first and that you and I are kind of a little bit further down the road. And you know what? Quentin Cop can come to our party. He can be a guest of honor. I would love to see Quentin Cop out on Car Free JFK.
1: You're invited, Judge Cop.
0: Judge Cop, Senator Cop, uh, Commission Member Cop, and Letter Writer Cop. You are invited to our party. Thank you for listening to the first emergency podcast on Total SF. If you are not a regular Total SF listener, we come out with new episodes every Friday morning. Talking about everything from car free JFK to fun places to explore in the city. We meet interesting people. Please check it out. And Fifth Admission, the Chronicles Fifth Admission podcast, will get into this topic in depth on Tuesday morning. Heather and Ricardo will be there with Cecilia Lay, who will ask way more focused and well researched questions than I just did. Be sure to check it out.
1: There was no talk of unicyclists on Fifth Admission.
0: We do have The Monopoly on Unicycle Talk, Heather. I'm Peter Hartlob here with Heather Knight. Thank you for listening to our emergency podcast. Wee-oo, oo That was a siren. And this is Total SF. And
1: and the cops, all and I think
0: Thank you for listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Total SF is a production of The Chronicle. Our music is The Tide Will Rise by the Sunset Shipwrecks off their album Community and Cable Car Bell Ringing by eight-time champion Byron Cobb. Support Total SF in the newsroom that creates it by investing in a digital Chronicle edition. It's less expensive than you think at sfchronicle.com pod.